Forever, and we're gonna have so much fun. So I want all of you guys to introduce yourselves for me, please. We have Jesse Elliott, the throat singer, which we're excited about. Hey, I'm David. I play the keys. And I'm Raven Rissy. I'm the creator and vocals. Okay, do you guys want to give us a little sample of? Oh, you 
No, I, I sometimes feel as the spirit of a bird when I sing. Yeah. Like in the, what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, because I just go at it like a like a meditation mantra, like and I practice all the time. Yeah. So whenever I get to play, you know, with music, along with other elements, I just kind of go with the the notes and the chords and everything like that. But I just implement the practices. And, and yeah. the bird comes in. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a native spirit in this area, like, or the West Coast, called the Thunderbird. Yes. In, in, of the legends. Yeah. 
So I respect that idea where they, they have the thunder and the lightning and different things going on. Yeah. This is going to sound a little controversy, but um, controversial. I'm terrible at English. Um, eagles make the most silly sound. Like for such a big, beautiful bird, eagles mm -hmm. just twitter. Like they, mm -hmm. they really have a high-pitched twitter. And when you hear an eagle in like a movie, they're actually using a hawk or a falcon's call. They don't use an eagle's call because it's really kind of not as impressive <laughs> as the icon of the eagles. So it's interesting that you think of the Thunderbird and that really beautiful, melodic tone that you made. Thank you. It's very interesting, too, because you're also the throat singer. So you make very, very low, beautiful right. bassy notes, too. Thank you. Yes, that's exactly where I'm. Uh, I'm kind of an instrument in the band, kind of. So tell me more when, about that. Well, it's just um, well when we, we we met like just in uh, the right in the middle of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that's where Raven Rissy was doing her project. She already had five demo songs, and I had been practicing throat singing for a couple of years at this point, just looking for other projects to join. So I said, hey. You know, we had some common friends, and um, they showed me their stuff, and I was like, I loved it, so. And I mean, he's a throat singer in Vancouver, so like, yeah, I'm going to take him up on this. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, oh my god, what? Yes, you're in the band. I don't care how good you are. You're in the band. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And you look meditative when you sing, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's mostly just don't fuck this up here, <laughs> but no, um, I'm past that point now. I hope, but yes, uh, I really truly know that. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget your lines, crap. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, it's always been. I know it's super cheesy to say, but it really has always been a big passion of mine, and I feel very grateful and blessed to be able to, you know, do it live and um, and record and do all this stuff that we're we're doing because it's it's yeah it's it really is a part of a dream happening so i hope it continues as cheesy as that sounds it's not cheesy at all it's not cheesy at all yeah we had a new uh, single release right on halloween and uh new music video and all that gearing up for this show and getting ready for the new album coming out in february so that's super exciting have okay so we'll, we'll we're gonna put a pin in the album because like oh my god how much fun was it to record a music video? And where did you record? Where was that uh, location? Okay, so for the newest music video for our latest single, Elemental Cry, it was recorded at Lighthouse Park in West Vancouver. So myself, David, and Jesse, as well as Jesse's friend Joe, who did the amazing drone shots for us, um, Eric Gustafsson, uh, he's been in the electronic industrial scene for quite some time. He was our second camera. And then the lovely Joey Chaos uh, here in Vancouver, he's our, our main cinematographer. We all hiked up a bunch of mountains with a bunch of gear. <laughs> it was a time. <laughs> it was a long day. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. And we kind of like knew a rough idea. Like I had a rough idea of the art direction and style we wanted to go. And along with uh, Joey's help to be able to realistically film stuff like that, 
we kind of literally just walked around the park being like, oh, this spot's great. Oh, the light is here. Let's stop and pause and let's do something here. And uh, especially with Eric being our second camera, it was really nice because we got a lot of extra B-roll and extra material just by walking through being like, oh, this looks amazing in the trees right now. Let's film this. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was very long day, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it looks beautiful. Thank you. Thank I've, you. I've watched it a couple of times. Oh, it's thank gorgeous. You. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It, it's um, probably one of my favorite music videos we've made so far. I am really happy with how the cinematography turned out. It, you know, for what I envisioned when the when you know writing the song, it kind of really captures. I hope I think it captures the the elements behind that. Okay, so tell me more about the theme behind that song. So this is the newest single that's out. It's on Bandcamp, and everything's yes. going to be linked. Little Earbud Coven. Everything will be linked in the show notes as always. So you will be able to find them without spelling their name. I will link it for you. So for the, uh, the album is based on the elements, uh, fire, water, earth, air. The first one is the fifth element, the void. So um, I think you might, Vizzy might be able to like elaborate a little sure. bit more on the chanty kind of nature of it and where that came yeah. from. And um, maybe we can play another one later too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a couple to play. Um, no, so for the first song, Void, um, that we just played, it's, like David said, it's about the void. It's about losing yourself, not in a negative way, but into a way that allows you to be open to the other side and whatever type of practice from that spiritual pagan point of view, to be able to just um, be one with yourself and just be kind of in a nothingness and to be open and just let go and just enjoy that moment of just being um so for me i wanted to try and create the song along with jesse's like amazing chanty throat singing to kind of help to give that chanty um journey type element to it um especially with my personal practice a lot you see in that music video there are certain things that I do while I'm sitting in just for the aesthetic point of view of the video that is a, a, a liking to what I do in my personal practice. So void is really much just returning to that space as one would, you know, dark and spooky like, because that's what we are. <laughs> right, and uh, then we have the four element songs. Um, can we bring them together? The, the water song is next, it's uh, Salt and Tears. Yeah. The fire song, Elder, the Earth song Connect and the Air song Freedom, and then all of that comes together in uh, Elemental Cry, which is the video we were talking about, yeah. um, which brings it all together. And then the last song kind of brings it into the other world. That was the first. Uh, that was the first song we ever put out that with music video and everything. Yeah, yeah on Halloween twenty twenty. Yes, <laughs> the famous year that we will not talk about. But yeah, no, so for Elemental Cry, as uh, David referred to, um, it's funny how that song came about because David's really good at writing these little melodies on the synth and the, and the piano and the key and the computer. And he had a few little, uh, little melodies in there and I- noodles. Yeah, little noodling. Yeah, noodles. Professionally. Professional term, noodling. It's um, a technical musical term. Yeah, noodling. Yes, lots of little it noodles. Is, it is, noodling is 
throughout all jam spaces is a very important thing. It's super important. It's different than ramen noodles. Ramen noodles are also an integral part of a musician's life. After the practice? Yeah. Totally different. Totally different. But yes, so so he has these awesome little noodles that I heard, and I kind of just like, oh, that could be a neat chorus riff. That could be a neat verse riff. And so I kind of stuck some things together, and he added to it. We had uh, a rough skeleton, I call it, of a song. And then this is where it gets a little interesting because I remember listening to it and just like over again trying to be like, this is something here. I need, there's some lyrics, there's something going on. And I was literally sitting at my kitchen table and then I almost went into some sort of a, a, a trance-like moment where I could just see the imagery in my brain and the words were just pouring out onto onto the page because I still write stuff by hand because I can't do it any other way. Um, that, that makes sense to me because I write. it's it's that creative space where you're not you're You're not not really really there there. exactly you're 100 percent there yeah like you're in the void you are oh my god that's exactly it it's really cool (laughs) and yeah and so it just kind of came um and it's probably lyric content wise one of the songs that has the most lyrics and the most words for me to say in a song, which was interesting learning how to sing this afterwards. Um, so yeah, I have basically the idea behind this song was you had these warriors who needed to go and fight this battle, but they knew they weren't going to make it, you know, kind of Braveheart style, like we have to do this because it's the right thing to do, but we're all going to die in the end. Like we're not going to win, but yeah. we need to do this anyways. And so the structure of the song is like verse one is very much like they're, they're not sure they need to sort of do this. Verse two, all right, they're a little more, okay, I guess we don't, we could do this. And by verse three, they're like, yeah, we're going to do this. We are proud. We're going to be able to, to uh, we're set in our fate. We're okay with, with what's going to happen. And the choruses were kind of written from the point of view of the general trying to rally the troops to be like, all right, guys, this is going to suck. We're all going to die, but we know it's the right thing to do, you know. Um, and for me, one of the lines that I'm, I guess, super proud of, or that really stands out in the third verse is, we are the land and the flame, the air and the waves speak our name. That one, I don't know where that came from, so that, it just kind of came, and it really stuck out with me, and you'll see it all over our merch, because I'm going to plaster it everywhere, but yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of line, though, like you said it, and it gives you shivers. Yeah. Like, it does. Yeah, it, it really, like, when I wrote it, I was like, well, I don't know where that came from, but I'm loving this right now. <laughs> and I, I get, and I legit like no word of a lie. I do legit get shivers when I sing that song, even though I've sang it a bazillion times. Mm-hmm. I do, or even when I we listen when we listened to the first master file of it, I was like crying in tears because I was so happy how it turned out, you know. So yeah. Now I'm gonna go back to our quiet keyboardist. So technomancer, the, the technomancer. So there is something very unique about the way you are choosing to play keyboard. You have. I haven't seen you touch a keyboard since we walked in here. Like, it's physically there, but you're not standing at it doing the cool keyboardist dance that most people see. Uh, I can I can do the keyboardist dance. I actually have to use the keyboard for some of it, but um, the, the, the idea that I always had with music and making electronic music is kind of difficult because you uh, hide behind the keyboard or a screen, and I always... You know, when you sit around a fire and people bring out the guitar or just sing or something, it's like such a nice connecting feeling. And I always wanted to do that for kind of the things that I work with. 
when I was going around the internet, I actually did find this device. If you can see it, I probably have to explain it, right? It's like five rings that you wear. I can take a photo yeah. with my actual cell phone. I wear it in all the music videos too, so. But basically, it's like five rings, and it was initially made as a, a one-handed keyboard to type. But I was like, this is what I this is what I was looking for. I can just I have my staff at home. I didn't bring it today, unfortunately. I wanted to like use the staff to make the music, and then I found this device, and that really came together really well to um, just create the sounds in a very natural way to just like tap it. So it just works with taps. Um, and yeah, the first time I got, I, I had to write the software. It wasn't a software that existed for making music. It took music him work. three years. I, Are you patenting this software? You really should. <laughs> we have it recorded here that Dave made it. <laughs> right? Uh, I've been thinking about it, but um, I think right now we've been like trying to like just uh, uh, kind of refine the performance aspect and everything of it. Yeah, it was really cool when I came together the first time. Um, and I got it working, and then we got to perform it the first time, and it was really kind of, it was pretty magical in a way yeah. of being like able to turn this kind of cold technology into something that is something much more personal, much more like there. Yeah, uh, it was very is, surreal in a yeah. way to see it actually working. There's also some videos on our YouTube and Instagram of him playing it. If you're yeah. curious, yeah. I kind of want to explain it a bit more. Um, so, yeah, I, I, to me that was always on how I looked at technology and that it shouldn't be in the way, but it should actually be there for us and with us and um, help us make cool music, but not control us. It's the other way around. It should be there to make our lives and our community, how we make music, how we perform music better. Yeah, I'm hoping to be able to play it around the fire more too, which is going to be fun. Okay, so to do that, what would you need? Would you need a tablet? Would you need your phone? How would you play it when we're all camping at like the Green Moat or whatever? I, 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 I've actually done it in June at a camping trip. So uh, the beauty about this is that you can close the computer, you put it somewhere, and I brought just a Bluetooth speaker because they're oh. really fantastic now. It was fun because they basically said like, yeah, no per PA, no amplified music, but Bluetooth speakers are okay. So we ended up like getting the biggest Bluetooth speakers that we could, <laughs> which are very, very good. Um, and yeah. yeah, even the small ones sound great. And yeah, then you just uh, hide it and then you can actually get the music coming out. So I'm really looking forward to that. This is so cool. So not a lot of people who listen to the podcast know this, but I am a mediocre campfire guitarist. So I look forward to the day where we're all sitting around a roaring pagan fire that some people we do know may have danced naked around. And I don't you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But while you were talking, this is what kind of just struck me that's like probably one of the coolest things that I can think about, that your band is taking throat singing, which is very, very traditional, and we're taking this new technology, and there's like this perfect unity happening. Thank you. It's yeah. like, that's pretty magical, guys. Thank you. It's, it was, we struggled for a while what to genre to call ourselves. And we've settled on dark electronic folk mm -hmm. because we really are, the point is like, for me, I listen to a lot of electronic dance music, goth, industrial, metal. I listen to a lot of dark folk, Nordic folk, 
um, German folk music, um, and there's a few of the darker folk bands from Scandinavia that I'm like, this would be really great to DJ at in a club, but it's just not dancey enough for that environment. Yes. And at the time, I couldn't really find a lot of music that had those spiritual, pagan-y type elements, but was dancey enough for that type of context. So I thought I'd make it. And this is where this project came out of. <laughs> Which is awesome, because I do I do love that music, but it can be very heavy. Yeah. It can exactly. be very heavy. Like, yeah. it's beautiful, and I love it. Mm -hmm. But it can be not very dance around the fire. Exactly, exactly. In a, in a happy way. Yes, exactly. And it's it's it has its time and place. And I always say, you know, from a spiritual point of view, that the dark is not something to be feared. There's no good and evil. There, it's not a duality thing. Um, but depending on the context of where you're at, you know, and that's why, you know, with our songs, we try to find a balance or we're learning how to find that balance between adding those traditional elements like Jesse's awesome throat singing or some of the traditional instruments we've used with, you know, David's cool way to do technology, you know, trying to combine that to tell these ancient stories and to keep the traditions acknowledged but do it in a more modern context because we live in a modern age and we can and then there's Rissy's kind of like storytelling music I think she writes it like a poet whatever your practices are your beliefs all the different songs from um, the original single Kemet the new stuff coming out so you you, you write first yeah. You have um, yeah, totally. you have like five or six sketches for the next album. Yeah, there's like at least six or so. And it's just kind of like <laughs> kind of like uh, mythical poetry in a sense. Like and word sketches is words, what I'm hearing yeah. you say. Like it's it's not a fully formed. No, it's not a fully formed song thing, per se. But it's but like a word sketch, like a frame. Yeah. Like you used the words previously, um, like a song skeleton. Yeah, yeah. Right, that hadn't quite been fleshed out yet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, so then it turns into the lead sing, singing for <laughs> the story and all the different, you know, the transition too, because we were a little bit different in the beginning. You have the uh, Egyptian-themed Kemet. Yes, yes. And the, the, our name, Hemnetcher. Yes, exactly. Oh, yes, tell us about the name. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about how the name, tell us, explain okay. the name to all the people in the Arabic Coven. So the name, all right, so Hemnetcher. Uh, the T and a J is a chuff sound. It is actually ancient Middle Egyptian, and it means a god's servant, which is a priest. So that's what the name means, is priest, essentially. Um, it came about in my studies at university, because I have a degree in Egyptology, archaeology, and art history, and that's when I finally, in my last semester of my last year, was able to learn ancient Middle Egyptian hieroglyphs was so excited, <laughs> I waited five years for this. Um, we learned a bunch of words and rough introduction on how to read and speak the language such as you can with a dead language. And um, I ended up reading a text in some of my other classes on Egyptian soundscapes because that culture used a lot of sound in their wording, in their descriptions, in their writings, in their in their pictures, but there's nothing recorded or there's, we don't know what it sounds like, but they know music was very important to them. Um, and so I found this text that was written about the duat, which is the their afterlife in their area you go through to get to the, like, to get to their afterlife, which is the field of reeds, and there's different stages in it, and the way they described it was very much using sounds to describe each cave and each stage you go through. And I thought it'd be kind of cool to do a concept album 
of like each song was like each of those stages and each of those sounds. Um, and then that's originally where this whole project kind of idea started. And then um, we wrote... We still have to do that. We still have to do that, and we haven't done that yet, but it's in the back of our mind because that's a bit of a bit of a thing to chew on. But that was originally where the whole idea started from, and then we kind of wrote the very, very first song we ever kind of sketched out was our song Anubis, which is actually sung in ancient Middle Egyptian, and the lyric video is Egyptian hieroglyphs that I wrote out myself. <laughs> um, so it's the only one on YouTube, haha. <laughs> but yeah, and that's and then the EP Kemet, as Jesse said, kind of, because Kemet is the Egyptian word for Egypt, kind of formed just a theme for that EP. Then here we are with the next album, which is more, it's not all just Egyptian themes, but more in generic pagan themes so that people can pick and hear what they resonate with and what works for them. Because your vocals are very ethereal. Oh, thank you. Thank um, you. Do you, so the one song is in Egyptian. Mm -hmm. Do you sing, are you planning on doing more in Egyptian? I don't know. It's really hard singing in a dead language. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It's really hard. Um, maybe one day I feel ever so inclined to attempt to remember what I learned three years ago. It's it's basically a invoking song to Anubis, the Lord of the Underworld, essentially. It's not an easy thing to do, and the pronunciation is odd because it's dead. Nobody knows what it sounds like, so maybe one day. That's cool. And now... So with the band's name being an ancient Egyptian, does it have a hieroglyph? Like your your symbol is obviously yes. not. So I'm showing you the back of my hoodie because it's on the back yes. of my hoodie. But that sigil, Davin and I made it up. Right. Um, and it says Hemnetcher. Yes, I can see sigil. that. Yeah, yes. You can see yeah. it in the sigil writing. If yes. you're, if yes. you're no, a sigil no. writing, which... Yeah, then that's what I do. That's yeah. like, yeah. I don't but we, there is there, there is a hieroglyph, there is a hieroglyph if, for Hemnetcher, yes. For if those super fans of your band yeah. want to look it up. Yeah, this I actually have the Netcher hieroglyph tattooed on my arm in another different context, but there is uh, two separate hieroglyphs for the Hem part and the Netcher part. Because oh, Netcher means God. Oh, right. A God, basically. So yeah. they use that hieroglyph a lot. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Now, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more, Jesse, about your throat singing. Mm -hmm. You mentioned earlier before we were recording that you have... a a, a belt on, like the super oh. sit-up belt. Yes. For throat singing, it's really important to have strong breath. Throat singing, for me, I was inspired by the Tuvans and the Mongolians in Central Asia because they were originally indigenous people who were able to keep all of their pastoral life, all of their shamanism, mm -hmm. their influences um, with the sound of the creek and the wind and all of that kind of spirituality. They kept all their ancient horse riding, wrestling, you know. Do you, do you practice that shamanic path? Uh, oh. I, do you I, practice no, it? I'm just assuming you're I, pagan. I, I'm a re rec I would say I'm a recent convert from, yes. from like. One of uh, us, one of us. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's still my own path, right? Like I, I study the, the lunar cycle. Yes. And I meditate to that. So mm -hmm. I'm always ready to go with whatever self mantra that I give myself for that month. Yeah, I've definitely got my things or my crystals and my throat singing, you know, like. You but I also uh, have a day job and I you know, really okay. do skilled labor. <laughs> and I, yeah, you know, I'm happily married and there's a lot of more, you know, uh, mm -hmm. more to everybody's life. <laughs> Can we hear some throat singing just all by its lonesome? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So uh, one tip, I'd love to give free throat singing tips. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. 
So if you want that low activation, those are extra vocal cords that you have that are a little higher and going in the opposite direction. So you don't usually use them. So that's one technique. And some uh, Buddhists do it and different cultures do it. So to activate, the way I learned that I try to teach now is try to go short breaths with no vocals. Okay, I'm going to try this with you. And then, and then slowly add the vocals. And then make it stronger and uh, like... Eventually, you'll activate it. You know, I'm going to do this all the way home in my car. <laughs> but I'm going to try it here and, and okay, go we'll for see it. how it yeah. goes. Okay, so just like really loosen my vocals and just... <laughs> you already just did it. You're doing it now. Oh, it's like when you when you growl. Like, I don't... Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a feminist. I don't know. So we use... Um, we growl a lot. Like, there's a vocal fry. That's what it's called. I use vocal yeah, yeah, fry vocal all the fry. time. Yeah. No, that's, okay. no, that's not fry. That's your... That's uh, lower. That's your... Um, False chord activation. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Ginger or any of these other heavy metal vocalists that yeah. are like crazy psycho use that in their song. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you have a strong future ahead of you. Wow. There you My go. Campfire guitar playing <laughs> is going to get so hardcore. Um, it's going to be the hardest chord kumbaya you ever heard. Amazing. Okay. We're here for it. Um, <laughs> and uh, moving on to the next lesson, there's right. also the uh, overtone whistling. Which I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a real like very good at the Tuvan way of doing it. There's a European way as well. I don't know what's really happening. It's just kind of teaching myself as I go. But you can filter out some waves uh, in the sound, like uh, some mid range by uh, certain vowel shapes. So you lift the back of your palate, the R. Uh, the R has to be very strong, and the vowels going into say E and O, and and you can really filter out uh, some mid-range notes and get some really high ones. It's like a light through a prism. If you say Oreo, sing Oreo at a re regular level, really slowly, and you might be able to hear them in your own thing. So, That's so resonant. Okay. But there's a lot of practice. That's a lot of practice. Yeah. So, oh, 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 what, what? O, R, E. No, but where, oh. like, am I trying to go lower? Whatever's comfortable. Okay. A little so, higher if you can. Oh, oh, e, oh. Yeah, I can hear them. Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah. yeah. It's so a, you, you can, can go, feel it to start to resonate. Like, you, you can do this so that you can them because some you get you yeah. those are those are brand new sonic artifacts that you just created based on the uh, shape of your own body and the sound coming out of it. Oh you just that's just so created funny. matter basically. Just you should make a TikTok. And you say thing. you're not you say you're not shamanic. You just created matter, the guy says. That's so shamanic. <laughs> Jesse's the grounding in the band. That's exactly it. He's a rocket, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Wow, that's super fun. That's super fun. So do you guys want to play one more? And then um, I just want to say thank you guys so much for letting me invade your practice space and taking your time and sharing all of this with everyone. And this is so much fun. Well, thank you for having us. We really yeah. appreciate it. It's super awesome. Yeah, and we are going to link to everything. And the yes. new album yes. is coming out in January. And I think this is going to hit this. We're going to 
post this actual yeah. recording sometime in January after the solstice. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're gonna release the new album, The Song of Trees, comes out the uh, end of February. Um, and then yeah, so we're super excited. Um, our show that would have already happened was amazing. It was so it was fantastic. amazing. It's gonna be amazing. Y'all missed ever. it. It was wow. wonderful. But we, are... we have another show coming up, right? I hope so. If someone books us, so if you're listening and you want us to play a show, get at me because we would love to come play wherever you are. We're gonna play a song. We're gonna so play. We talked about it. We'll we're play Elemental Cry. All right, we'll play oh, Elemental yes. Cry. Yes. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you.